evening, Commandos. This is Rooster. And Squiggles. And you're listening to the most popular podcast on Earth 616. <laughs> that would be Call of the Crow. Call of the Crow, episode five. Man, five episodes in. I can't believe it. Well, this is sort of episode six, but... Uh, we'll call it 5A. Yeah, 5B <laughs> it would be, wouldn't it? Five, no, that was 5-1. This is 5A. Odd numbering system there, Squigs. <laughs> yeah, so the reason that would be is because, well, it turns out audio technical difficulties have, uh, we have a lost episode, so it will never hear the light of day, and it is uh, just floating around in the ether of my computer somewhere, never to be heard from again. Wow. <laughs> so, no big deal, we're just going to re-record this uh, a couple days later and hope for the best. On the upside, there's a few more things to add, so, That's, huzzah, yeah. Huzzah! It's always good when we can add a few more things. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I don't have any news or anything. I've just done some more shit since then. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, it has been uh, it has been a little over a week since our last record session now. I mean, mm-hmm. not counting the lost session. And uh, yeah, man, it's been a it's been a big work week for me. Yeah. Getting I mean, ready. We have a big audit coming up. Uh, food, you know, you always audit all the time. We have a big internal audit. It's going to be a good time. Yeah, I've uh, been working a lot myself this week. So that that's, you know, tr- Taking up a lot of time as well. But luckily, I found time to get some shit in. Yeah. So uh, My Hero Academia just started back up. So I watched that, the first episode last week. I haven't watched the newest episode yet. I'll probably watch that tonight. Because I got to catch up on that, Dr. Stone and Black Clover. But uh, it, was a, it was a recap episode. Nice. Uh, <sighs> recaps are okay. I, you know, I'm not a big recap guy. Uh, I've watched My Hero Academia probably three times fully in the last year alone. Because I found it last year, so I watched it all, and then I just I watched it two more times. Recaps so. are annoying if you're binging, but for the 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 fan that's been there from the beginning, I would say that sometimes they're necessary. I would say the fan that's been there since you know who uh, missed out or they haven't watched in the last year. Yeah, I could see that. Like, oh yeah, that's that person. They have this power. Uh, this one, like I said, for me. I've rewatched My Hero Academia probably every four months now. Nice. So I'm pretty uh, I'm pretty well versed, and I started rewatching it again before this. So I'm very familiar with what's happening in My Hero Academia, which is I mean it's fine. It was a recap. They didn't really add anything to it, but it was a fun little it was a fun little episode. And uh, now we're gonna get to watch episode two. Episode so I, two. Yeah. So I think it's uh, technically episode sixty five. But season four, episode two, uh, it's going to be 25 episodes. They did announce. So I'm excited about that. That's cool. There's probably going to be a movie tie in episode. Oh, they did that last sense. season. They had a movie. So they went out to I Island. So they had this entire episode where they kind of set that up. Because the cool thing about I Island and the movie last year is it seems that it's all canon in my hero. So oh, like that, some, that is cool. Yeah. Unlike some animes where it's like, well, where the fuck does this take place? Um, last year. Uh, last year's movie took place in the same like kind of universe and canon that we're familiar with. We had a full episode that led into it. They never really addressed it after the ep- after the uh, movie because you know it wouldn't be like oh well you know they didn't want people who didn't see the movie to really be that confused or spoiled I guess. But they did address it, and then this one they also opened up with uh, the guy on I Island that All Might used to hang out with, Dave David Shields. Uh, they addressed that again, talking about how, oh, they teamed up when he was in America and they've been friends. So they still tie into that shit from the movie, which is really cool. That's awesome. And I mean, the movie characters were fun. I'd like to see some of them show up again. That's awesome. So My Hero Academia, man, I am. Uh, I'm loving it, dude. I mean, it's a simple show. It's uh, probably my favorite anime in all seriousness. Like, I got to see how it's going to end. But Full Metal Alchemist right now, I would still rank as my favorite anime. But My Hero Academia, it feels like it was tailor-made for me. It's uh, I love anime animation style, like especially current anime. I know some people aren't a bigger, aren't the biggest fans of like the digital animation that's happening nowadays. Right. But I think it's a very vibrant show. It's a very 
like color poppy show. Like it, it, the the first season because I watched the first season and I desperately need to catch up because I I enjoyed the hell out of the first season, but. It, it was just one of those I never went back for some reason. Oh my god, I don't and understand I need, why you wouldn't go back. I I need to. I love the show. Um, the, <laughs> but yeah, it it was very colorful. Uh, it does seem like it was tailor made for us. It's superheroes. It's it's quirky. Mm-hmm. It's it, it's like we should do their quirky. That was completely accidental. That's what they call the superpowers in the show. They call them quirks. If you were curious, commandos. Yeah, um, that was completely accidental, but totally <laughs> on purpose. Sure, it was, yeah. buddy. Uh, no. Um, I mean, if you want to say accidental, I'd be like, oh, good one, buddy. Good pun, you. Good pun, use. <laughs> but yeah, man. I mean, it's just so cool. And I mean, the story's leading up to something big. Like, we already know it's sort of a frame story. Like, we know at the beginning, Deku's always like, oh, this is how I became the greatest hero. You know, this yeah. is my hero, Akita. And I'm like, all right, that's kind of cheesy, but it's cool. So it's like, how's he going to get there? And the it's villains al- are it's interesting. Almost, it's almost Smallville-esque in a way where you know he's going to be the best, but how does he get there? Uh, it's Smallville asking, uh, you know, aside from the fact it's not boring as shit. I didn't like Smallville. I, I did, but I mean, just Smallville-esque. <laughs> I enjoyed season one, ep- like Monster of the Week kind of episodes. As they progressed further on, I was not a big Smallville fan. My mom fucking loved it. But Smallville to me was just, I don't know, it was uh, what was it? it was WB at the time, probably. I don't think it was CW. Yeah, I believe it was WB. So it was, uh, you know, back when they were like, hey, we're going to promote everything off a of Looney Tunes character. Oh, cool. Which Looney Tunes character? The Frog. W-W-W-U-B. <laughs> Remember that shit? I do. God, I think it was back. I used to watch cartoons on that channel all the time. Yes. Michigan, Michigan J. Yeah, man. Like, why was that the character they thought they should do? Everybody loves a Michigan J. Really? Do they? Like, they, everyone know. loves that Dude, frog from that I, one episode of Looney Tunes? I have no idea. I mean, let's be honest here. Like, if you're sitting there, you know, you're like, hey, man, we got Looney Tunes. You know, we're going to do, we're gonna, we got the Mary Melodies cal- cal- if I, catalog. If I, had, if I had to hazard a guess, they didn't have the rights to other characters at the time, and that character was... What do you mean they own the rights? It's, I don't know. Maybe they didn't. <laughs> maybe it was tied up in some kind of legal... No, they totally, like, I... I don't really know what it, they they were the holder of the rights. Then I like they own the Mary Melodies catalog. I don't know. Then that's what I'm saying. Like they looked at it and they went, "Man, which ones of the Looney Tune characters could be our main host for this gen?" The frog. frog. We're going frog. Definitely frog. That one episode. I think they just wanted to be like dub dub dub. You be yeah. I mean, worst part is it's not it's the frog that only does shit when you're not looking. So that was their fucking mascot. <laughs> right. Like they're like, okay, we're gonna be the channel that's got the frog that only does shit when you're not on it. That 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 you can tell that comes from the guy that oh it's a singing frog. Yeah, but he only sings when you're not looking. No, 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 no that's not true. Fuck it's it, singing, singing frog, frog, I'm in, let's do it. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, that's that exact man. He was too busy in his fucking mountain of cocaine to fucking do anything else. Right. Uh so for me this week though, I, I got to play a little D D. Uh I got to play in my uh, my the Storm King's Thunder again. Uh, that my the campaign my sister's running. It, we got up to level five, so we're actually starting to really get some some good good shit going. Mm-hmm. Uh, we landed in this small town. I mean, you guys are advancing pretty quick. Are you doing uh, experience like by killing monsters? Or are you milestone experiencing it? Milestoning. All right, I like milestoning to be honest. I think it works really well with five E. It does. Uh, milestoning for those at home that are not familiar with D anD D is when you are leveling up at certain areas instead of I've killed X amount of monsters and I collected this much XP. So now I can level up milestoning is where your DM figures there's good checkpoints. Uh, usually if it's a pre-built module, it's at the end of modules or in between modules. Um, but no, I, I really yeah, like it's, the milestone it's almost method. Like, it's almost <clears throat> like chapter, chapter five at this point you've mo- leveled up. to. It's a nice way five. to kind of build up and then you can kind of look back and be like, Oh, cool. 
And I like it also because milestoning means that you're not going to level up before your party. Right. Like, I fucking hate when you're playing a game and someone's like, oh, shit, I hit level six. Well, guys, I'm going to need 15 minutes because I need to think out what I'm going to do with my character. Well, and that's another thing. If we level up mid midway, she says, roll, roll your new health. But that's all you're getting until you get a long rest or we can finish a session where you can actually sit down and figure out what you want. I know what you're saying. So she she doesn't truly let us level up except for the the health benefits until if if we go somewhere mid session and we go an extra long session. All right, that's cool then. Yeah, because she did that with uh, our level three, I think level two and three. We we leveled up to at the end of our first session to level three. So I mean, I think the audience wants to know: Has Stranger Danger gotten his bardic inspiration yet? He has gotten it. As of last week. So he will he will use it hopefully next week. <clears throat> Full disclosure, Commandos, I actually already knew. He sent me a text message the other day about it. <laughs> yeah, my, my sister, uh, she finally listened. She's like, and Justin gets a, a bardic inspiration. We'll call it a D8. <laughs> so right. he's got one D8 he can use at any point in time during the game. So Stranger so, Danger, you have got your bardic inspiration officially. So we are currently multiversal Commandos right now. We have given bardic inspiration to somebody that's not even in our universe. Yes, Oh man, what is the That's, next thing we can do to affect your campaign? I wonder. Yes, <laughs> call of the crow is heard across the realms. <laughs> so, but we got we got to we got to level five. We're in this town. Uh, we got to <coughs> really we got. She let us have uh, some NPCs. Like we each had an extra NPC that we could play. Um, so I had a monk girl that that almost got killed. About the only one, but she almost got destroyed. Um, no, when you say they're NPCs, you're not playing. What do you mean by that? Like, they're just extra characters? You have, like, allies? They're people in the town. All right, so you're playing townsfolk as well as your regular characters. Yeah, it's a, it's, I guess it's a one-shot PC, but... I, I was just curious, because, I mean, you said NPC, and I'm like, well, that's yeah, non-player characters, yeah, it's, it's, but you're playing them, so I'm like, what's... Uh... But she gave, she gave us the, the extra character to play to help take on the horde of goblins, bugbears, and uh, giants. So are they fighting, then? They are fighting. All right, so pretty much you're just like you're dual wielding characters. Yes. Okay, that's interesting. So we we had <clears> ten <throat> characters going into this massive battle. So what you're saying is your DM didn't want to track five extra fucking characters. Probably because she she was tracking close to thirty at one point. <laughs> I don't blame her. Nothing wrong with it. I mean, if it's if they're ally characters, I see no reason why you wouldn't be able to ask the team unless they had some weird secret, which they could still pop up, and she'd be like, you know, your monk girl could be like, fuck you, I work for the bugbears, and <laughs> yeah. then stab your ass or something. So no, I um I think that's really smart, especially if you're gonna go against a fucking horde or something. So yeah, smart choice, they're, Krista. They're, smart they're, choice. They're climbing over the wall of this town, so it's you have you. I think we at one point we had twelve goblins, <coughs> four bugbears, a couple and a couple of ogres, and then the giants came in. Ah uh, man, the joys of trying to track a bunch of characters. Actually, I'm getting ready to DM uh, a bachelor party. Yeah. Uh, this week coming up, uh, our buddy John's getting married. And Saturday, his uh, his groomsmen, and I'm not sure who else, want to play D&D. That is what they want to do for the bachelor party the day after the wedding. Because uh, John's uh, soon-to-be wife, Katie, thinks that uh, he shouldn't go out and party the night before. And his buddy, his one friend's not coming in until, that, until I think, Wednesday night. So, as such, we couldn't do the bachelor party this weekend or beforehand. Right. So, what we're doing is, I think we're going to go out and do a whole bunch of shit Saturday. Uh, and then, I'm going to have the D&D starter kit, which I've played through. The Mines of Phandalir. The Lost Mines of Phandalir. And we are going to... Uh, well, they don't fucking know. So, and I know they don't listen to the podcast. So, you guys get a little sneak peek, sneak peek of what they're doing. Uh, I'm cutting it down so that we're just going to do the beginning encounter with goblins. 
Uh, we'll go into the town, and then we'll probably end it in the Red Brands uh, hideout. So the way that campaign set up is there's a couple different things. Uh, spoilers for the D&D 5e starter kit. I probably should have thrown that in there. Uh, maybe I'll cut this and I'll put it before that. Uh, but so pretty much the way that works is there's a couple great encounters. Uh, it ends in obviously Mines of Fandelier. We're not going to fucking get to the Mines of Fandelier on this Saturday. <clears throat> and I'm going to run it like a one shot. Just going to be some pre-gen characters. Make it pretty basic for them. Uh, you know, we'll fight some goblins. We'll go to town, get a little bit of uh, role playing aspects. Hopefully they pick up the clues that we need to go find the Red Brands. And then we'll go uh, attack the Red Brand Stronghold. I need to find a good boss for it or change it up a little bit. Uh, the one thing I didn't like is in the Red Brands, there is a, uh, a wizard. Mm-hmm. Um, his name's Glassstaff. He's kind of an asshole. Um, he can disappear if you don't do the right. Uh, if you don't role play it right, he'll disappear. If you just kind of barge into a room, he'll go invisible. And then he'll sneak away through a uh, tunnel, which I want a better boss than that. I don't know what. Uh, for some reason, I'm feeling it won't be very high level. Yeah. So I don't know what. Maybe uh, I don't know what I want to do. Well, yet. you could always do like the classic 1980s D&D cartoon and just send him up against Tiamat at level one. Uh, I could. I'm not going to do that. Um, in my head, for some I, reason, I, though, I, I want to do a I want to do a Minotaur. That like, that's a Minotaur's are cool. Yeah, but I, I gotta look at what their fucking level is. I'm not 100 percent how strong they are, so I'd have to fucking I'd have to nerf him. I've also I've always wanted to fight a fucking Beholder. Yeah, and maybe I but beholders are strong. You can do a baby beholder. Maybe I'm gonna have to look up some levels because I'm gonna spice it up a little bit. So on the off chance they have played the Minds of Vandalier, they're not gonna be completely prepared because there's some cool shit. Uh, there's some uh, bugbears you get to fight, a bunch of goblins. It's it's a good little campaign. It's a great starter kit for five E. So if you're looking for a starter kit, I'd recommend that one a lot. I think it ends really fun as well. Yeah. No, they, I, I, uh, but yeah, baby beholders are a thing so that because people want to play against beholders and they're such high level that they don't always get to it. Well, that's a, that's a problem. A lot of people run into with campaigns is you don't even, uh, I listened to Lords of the Dungeon, the secret ball podcast. And one of the characters, one of the, um, the characters, I mean, they're humans. One of the yeah. uh, players, Jess is always talking about how she wishes they were playing high level characters. Cause she's like, I want to do the high level shakes. She's like, we get to level nine or 10 and we're done. Yeah. And I honestly, I mean, I've played D&D campaigns, but I mean, I've changed characters throughout those same campaigns. I've had my lures die. I've had so many different things happen that I don't know if I've ever played a character past maybe 11. Yeah. Um, like I just, once they get so powerful, I don't know, it, it doesn't get boring per se because you do run into stronger enemies. But I feel like at that point, a campaign like our campaigns have always kind of fizzled out at that point. Either due to uh, scheduling or... Yeah. Interest. Or yeah, or you're just getting kind of bored with the character. Like, all right, this is really fun. We get to this high level. I want to try my gnome barbarian now. Like, I'm also lure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, he'd be a different lure, but he'd be like a fucking gnome librarian lure who's like not strong at all, but he's librarian? super smart. But he tries to hide it. <laughs> lure the librarian. Oh, but reminds I, me of Dave the barbarian. And I mean, I know some people like uh, critical roles, but you know, they like we're gonna roll the same characters for years, and people love that. But I am not a. Well, and they and they did and they did it very um, they did it very well too that they they when they leveled up they leveled up their you know Matt Mercer would throw in something <coughs> appropriate so it never felt like they were overpowered although some of some of it it felt like they they would go in and just destroy everything but it never felt like they were truly overpowered unless he just had a, a misstep where he was like, I didn't account for something. Yeah. And I mean, I guess that's the thing. Like, and I'm not saying I've had bad DMS. Um, I've had DMS who just, I mean, I don't think they were prepared to play higher level characters either. Like they're like, all right, cool. And my DMS always wanted to get back to the table themselves. Yeah. Like, okay, I've DM this campaign for six months. 
I really want a chance to role play now. Like, I let me play at the table. So I think that's another thing as well. Like, the longer you take these campaigns, these guys have to keep coming up. And like, eventually they just get bored with it as well. Like, they don't want to sure. run the story. They want to be like, I just want to show up and, like, kill the townspeople. Like, I, 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 I want to be, be the, the idiot. Murder hobo yeah, I want to be the murder hobo. I want to ruin someone's plans, not have all of my work ruined. Right. So, and I think that's part of it. But I mean, we'll see. I, so we'll see there. I don't, I don't know what we're going to have. Well, at least it sounds like it'll be fun. I think it will be. Sounds like a good time. I think it will be. Get a little sidetracked. I'm like, oh, God, what are we talking about? Oh, yeah, (laughs) characters. (laughs) Well, and then last night, we actually got to... uh, We got to play Fury of the Dracula. I know you guys probably played some other stuff beforehand, but... Uh, Yeah, before you got home last night, we ended up playing uh, Era Medieval Age from uh, Eckert Spiel. I'm looking at that over there. I'm like, what the hell is the company that puts it out? I bought it from Plan B Games. Uh, It's an imprint of Plan B. Uh, Era Medieval Age is a really interesting game. It's got an amazing table presence because it has this big pegboard for your player board. Um, and you are building town. You're building a city. A little. It's not a civ builder. It's a roll and write, but it you build a town. Like it, it builds in front of you, and it's really fucking cool in that aspect. And I posted some pictures to my Instagram. I'll throw some on the Facebook as well. It, it just it looks fucking awesome when you're done. Um, every building has a power, and it's. The weirdest roll and write I've ever played in the fact that, like, there's such production value to it. So normally you get a roll and write and, you know, it's like, hey, here's some pads of paper and some dice or some cards, depending on the type of roll and write it is. Uh, Roll and write's just a blanket term for things happen and then you take the die roll and you do whatever it lets you do. Uh, Like, welcome to is you flip cards instead of and you pick one of the three sets and you're like, I'm going to do this set. And you put a number down and you do whatever you get from it. So with this one... You roll, you track, you have this fucking beautiful little plastic pegboard. You track how much stone, wood, uh, trade goods you have. It's really fucking simple. Um, And I mean, like I said, the components are great. The game itself was really fun. Uh, I don't think we played it very well. Like, I got to the end and I was like, all right, 50. That sounds like a decent end score. And then Aaron and John had like 19 and uh, fucking 24, 25. Yeah. And then Tim had like 45. So, like, we figured that shit out, I guess. But I guess just like, man, I feel like we could have played this game a lot better. Yeah. So I don't know if there's, like, a a learning curve we just hadn't found yet or the fact that the first time we were playing it because you're trying to wall in these cities. And But overall, it was a really good game. Uh, I was a little disappointed. The components are amazing, but there is a uh, there are icons on this player board that are fucking impossible to see. Yeah. So I'm either going to have to make up a quick paint wash or I think they just released a sticker that fixes it because when you put that fucking you cannot fucking see it's just so shallow and it's just this ugly yellow player board mm-hmm. that i'm just like what the fuck am i supposed to do with this so i don't know i don't know if i'm going to pay for the sticker kit because the sticker kit's only going to be like postage yeah so it'll cost me like a buck or if i'm just going to do a wash because it's easy and i can just fucking do that but yeah man era medieval age it's really cool uh, i did not play with the collector set expansion which adds different buildings um because I was like, I don't know this game yet. I'm kind of scared. I'm always scared to add expansions before I know a game. Like, if I've watched a game played for a while, I'm always like, okay, I can add expansions. But if I don't know the game too well, I'm always very leery to add expansions before I get that, like, core vanilla concept. Right. And, I mean, I am the I'm the problem player or the problem owner who buys all the expansions at the same time he buys a game. Because if I like it, you know, oh, I want this. I'm going to want this anyway. Um, I do run into that, though. What if I don't like the game? Uh-oh. Which doesn't happen often. It does happen, but it doesn't happen very often. Right. And you're such a gamer anyways that you you 
sometimes it's not I don't like the game. It's I need to find the right people to play with. That's very true. I like to say that I have two different groups I play with. I play with Aaron, who is my meaty, hardcore game group. Mm -hmm. Um, Unfortunately, it tends to just be me and him a lot of times. But when Tim coming down, Tim's actually been picking up and playing these chunky games pretty well. Yeah. So I kind of need to get Tim down here more often, it seems, on Aaron Saturdays. And then I know you you could be that chunky meteor gamer as well. I, you just, I'm, I'm you don't that, fucking be here with Aaron, unfortunately, because your work schedule. I, I'm that guy that I can um I can kind of slot into whatever we're playing. I don't know that I could run anything very well, but I know <clears throat> I can slot in very easily to what we're playing. No, definitely. Um th- and that's the thing. Like you're one of my Twilight Imperium players. Yeah. Which is, you know, it's a fucking eight hour meaty fucking space game. Right. You know, you, Aaron, me, Noel, we're able to play that game. Uh, Tim wants to play it, and I'm like, fuck yeah, you know, Russ could play it, but it's like, that's not a game I'm going to invite, like, Sarge over for. Right. Sar- Sarge is very much a happy-go-lucky kind of Yeah, player. he's, uh, and, and there's nothing wrong with it. He likes no. the lighter fare. You know, he's uh, a zombie dice, uh, joking hazard. Uh, he plays Small World and really enjoys it, which I don't think Small World's the meatiest game. Small World's a very simple game. It's just fuck your friends. It's And it's a very, very good intro to a meaty game. Yeah, I mean, what's their tagline? You can't spell... You know, it's like you can't have laughter with you can't have slaughter without, without laughter. laughter. And it's a great. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, I love that game. I love Small World. And, uh, you know, the Century series is a great game for those type of groups. Um, and like I said, I so I have this other group that is some acting friends. Uh, you tend to get to play with that group more often. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, if you know, if you really want to play meteor shit, unfortunately, you get you're in that group more. Uh, Eric's usually there. And it is for the, like the, ni- the nice thing about the actor friends. We can play a little more of the role playing game. We don't necessarily have to play the meaty games, but we can get into some of the more role play type games. Oh, yeah. And that's why we're going to use like Amy and Gabe are going to be part of our role playing group. Right. Like when Amy and Gabe come over, I'm not busting out Scythe. I don't think that's a game they're interested in. I think they would play like they're not. They I don't think they want to play those meaty, chunky games, but they like playing the simple games. Like this is a game, a group I could play a five minute dungeon with. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, Wakanda forever. Uh, Joking Hazard's a fun group with them. Yeah. Like that's a fun game to play with that kind of group. Even, like, even something like the um, the Starship game, the the Starship Samurai. Starship Samurai. Yeah, I love Star- that game. Starship Samurai is a great game. There's maybe a little role play to it. I think that's a game we could pull Amy and Gabe into with. And, and have a good game with them. Yeah, I think they would definitely enjoy that. Um, I mean, I buy games specifically for that group, too. Like, I buy Gloom for that role-play aspect. Right. So I own Gloom and uh, whatever the... I know. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, you did buy Gloom, didn't you? Well, and the cool thing was, uh, because of I had it, I had enough free points, I got that and <laughs> Titan Dice for free uh, but, from Amazon. Yeah, and I mean, like, it's always the joke, like, there's... Uh, uh, before re until recently, there was you had Elder Sign, Elder Chore, and Arkham Horror, right? Um, in the Arkham Files, Elder Sign's a quick, simple, easy little dice game version of Cthulhu. Arkham Horror is this hardcore, fucking four or five hour meaty card game. I'm um, not card game, but meaty board game. And then Eldritch was this beautiful little in between. And now Arkham Horror Third Edition feels more Eldritch Horror to me, but it's just as epic, I think, as Arkham Horror. Right. So it's a little, the lines are a little blurred there. And now they've got shit like Final Hour and Mansions of Madness. Like, Mansions of Madness is another great one. You can play with that easy group or you can play with a chunky group. And I love Mansions, too. And again, that it's got it's got that good roleplay aspect to it that I like. But it's also got... I The the one we played where the, the rooms literally changed as you were in there. Oh, uh, so cool. There's one campaign we haven't played yet. Um, not campaign, but uh, set, uh, setting. Session, yeah. Is... The team, the players get divided into two teams as soon as it starts. One of you is in the future, 
like 50 years in the future. Oh. And the other team is investigators 50 years in the past. I so in on this one. The team in the past, like, you could be like in the future and be like, oh man, I don't know where things are. I don't have anything. Well, the team in the past could fuck around and knock down a wall, and all of a sudden something opens up for the team in the future. So it's like you're exploring a beautiful mansion, and the future team's exploring this like fucking dilapidated fucking mansion. Wow, that sounds awesome. Oh yeah, I really want to check that out. Oh man, uh, but yeah. So I mean, there's a little a little uh, little, little side rant about board games, um, uh, and we got one more board game to talk about: Fury of Dracula. Fury like of Dracula, and this this was kind of a cool <coughs> cool night uh, for me. Yeah, you got lucky. You got home just as we were starting to explain it to John. Yeah, and. I, I I got I, we actually got the win. Yeah, the hunters got the win on that one, which is rare. It's a hard win. It's a hard game for uh, hard hunter, game for the hunters. This is the first one I've gotten in that game. That's exciting for you. I've played Dracula. I have played. Uh, no, I've not played Dracula in this. Never mind. Uh, <laughs> but I, I've played on the hunters a couple of different times, and it is a very hard game for the hunters to win. So Fury of Dracula basically it's a hidden movement game. It is. You have Europe in all its glory on a board. Uh, there are roads, trains, uh, towns throughout. And Dracula is trying to feast and score 13 victory points. Uh, Van Helsing, Mina Harker, Lord Gosning, and uh, someone else. I don't remember who. Uh, some other player. John's I don't know. character. Yeah, John's character. <laughs> yeah, John's character. Whoever the fuck it is from the uh, Dracula story. Uh, they are trying to hunt down and kill Dracula. Uh, the way it works is Dracula has six. Uh, there's six hideouts on the board. Or six hideouts. So he can be anywhere on the board. He plays a card down that correlates. So, like, say he's in Castle Dracula, he'll play a Castle Dracula card. We don't know that unless we go to Castle Dracula in Aspect. I mean, you'll know that one because it's got a special back. But say he's in Paris, he'll play a card. It's got a normal back on it. And then they'll slide through each turn. He'll move and it'll slide up. And if he gets to the end of it, he can take an encounter card off of that card that's already there. And he can score it. So if he scores it, he'll get, I don't know, six points because it's a, a vampire for some reason or... This will happen to us, or to delay all the hunter. It all depends on what happens when it slides off. But if you find where Dracula is, so you the point is you find this trail, and then you try to tr- deduce like, all right, in two turns ago he was in Paris. Where is, could he be in Vienna now? And if he is, and you find him there, you fight Dracula. And if you yeah. fight Dracula, it becomes this kind of odd little card based uh, rock paper scissors game, where you have a punch, a dodge, and an escape. And Dracula has five cards He's get that are more powerful during the day or at night and less powerful during the day. And you also have any uh, weapons or cards you might have picked up along the way. Yep. So you're trying to cancel out Dracula's abilities. Uh, so if you play a card like Dracula plays, I don't know, Escape is Bat, and he's got a little bat symbol on it. I think he played Garlic. And you play like Garlic, that would stop Dracula. Uh, it would have a bat would symbol stop. that would, yeah, would cancel it out. And it goes on and so forth until either Dracula has 13 points and wins or you kill Dracula. Uh, last night we killed Dracula. We weren't in damage mode yet. We'd gotten through two weeks already. Yeah. So we'd gotten through about 28, 28 different turns. And so we weren't in full panic mode. Uh, after three weeks takes place in the game, uh, and there's day and night to each day. So, you know, Monday, Monday night, Tuesday, you know, kind of so on and so forth. Uh, after three weeks has taken place in game time, uh, a timer kind of happens, and Dracula scores points every single day automatically just he's influenced and he's scaring us so shit dracula and once he gets 13 he wins uh beautiful fucking game we played with a full complement of hunters and dracula which is also rare normally it's always well someone's gonna double team and yeah so the the biggest problem and i wouldn't say it's so much a problem that we had last night is i ended up quarterbacking the game a little bit more alpha gaming you did because john had never played so he's like what should i do and i i hate doing it and i i have a very powerful personality in games like this 
which is why I tend to do better as a Dracula or a Jack the Ripper, because um, this is very similar to the letters from White Chap we talked about, I believe, last week or the week before. And, you know, I'm like, oh, you guys need to do this. And at one point, I got delayed. I got stuck in a port town with two fog tokens, so I couldn't do anything. For four turns. And so I was fucking, oh, man. I wasn't I wasn't pissed at Aaron. I was pissed at the game. So like, this seems so fucking OP. Yeah. Such bullshit. Uh, a little butthurt, guys. And so at that point, I was I really mean, like, you two, guys need to do this. Two fog tokens where you can't move out of the city. You can't do anything in the city. I mean, it's Dracula setting a trap for you. Yeah, but that's four turns that you can't do anything. That does yeah, two days, four turns. It sucked. Um, I was able to supply at least. Yeah. <clears throat> and I'd just done the thing, so I knew supplying was going to be safe for the event. It would have been better if I was in a big city so I could have got items, but I never even fucking fought Dracula, so. Right. Yeah, but that- you, you, on the other hand, were taking care of all the little mini vampires that were out. Yeah, I got that in me. I was able to do that, so I was able to play. Like, sometimes I feel like a character will be off in, like, fucking Eastern Europe and never get to do anything. Um, I felt everyone at least got to do something in the game last yeah. night. Like everyone but me got to fight Dracula. Uh, and you we guys, found, we found Dracula fairly early on. <clears throat> yeah, I think we found Dracula like towards the days. end of the first week. Yeah, five five or six days. And then from there, it was just deducing how, and we didn't focus on him, so we didn't let his fucking cards fall off the board. Right. So we stayed on. We we had put our fucking boots to Aaron's throat pretty quick on this one. And that I think that's the biggest way to win is <clears throat> we, we gathered enough extra stuff we we gathered around we figured out where he was at quickly enough that he didn't start just dropping things off the board without a problem we got lucky we found him towards the edge of the board yeah so when you find him on the edge of the board it's a lot easier to be like all right he's not going this way so by doing that we were able to kind of trap him inside like that fucking eastern european kind of theater and from there we were able to just like fucking just find him every turn and just kick his fucking ass. So we got very lucky on that one. Uh no computer, I don't want to fucking restart right now. So let's uh, talk about that. I always love it when it's like, "Hey man, you want to restart?" No. No. Not in the no. middle of something. So we I think we got lucky in that aspect. Um like I said, Aaron I think took it a little easier on us cuz we had some easier players cuz we had some younger players to or not younger but uh newer, newer players. And I think uh, there were some tactical mistakes made on both sides of the board, but we were able to capitalize on it more. And like I, I'm a strong player. Like I'm not like not trying to be like oh like toot my horn tooty toot. I'm a strong player. I play these games a lot. I know Aaron, and that's another problem. Aaron ran into. I'm like guys, don't go that way. Aaron went into Eastern Europe. Yeah. I know what he's. I've seen him play letters from Whitechapel. I've seen him play. So like when you play a game like Fury of Dracula and you're playing against a Dracula that you know well, like Aaron's one of my best fucking friends. So of course I'm like I know exactly what that son of a bitch is doing right now. Right. And he is like, I was like, don't go that way, guys. Keep going. And of course, I was right on that one. So being a strong player and then being a forceful player, I was able to kind of like steer the game in the right direction for the Hunters team. So and I'm not cocky at all about that, guys. Not a, <laughs> not in the least. But at least at least. But the, the coolest part about that win, the first win, my first win at Fury, it was it ended on my birthday. So I oh, got yeah. the win. At, we got the win at like. 2 a.m. Oh, happy birthday, dot. by the way. It is uh, Squiggle's birthday today because we're recording this. Yes. Poor bastard has to go to work in a little bit. Yeah, unfortunately. But yeah, man. Happy birthday. We're uh, happy for that, at least. And it was my first win as the Hunters. So that was exciting for me. <laughs> it was It was a good game. It was a very good good night with oh, good people. I mean, I love our group of friends because it, it truly is like everybody gets together and just wants to have a good time. It was fun, especially last night's mix. It was a group of like guys I met at a comic shop, guys I met in college, uh, guy I met at work, or yeah. two guys I met at work. So it's like, you know, it's a nice, it was a nice eclectic mix. Yeah. Plus Shayla came down, Noel's best friend, a uh, great friend of mine as well. And we were able to hang out and have just a full fucking day. It was, a, it was a good time. It was a good time. 
Got Parker's Halloween costume. He's going to be a little Spider-Man. It's going to be adorable. I'm sure there'll be pictures coming up on the uh, Facebook page soon, Commandos. <laughs> uh, with that, I mean, we've rambled. We're pretty good at rambling for about 33 minutes. Yeah, you, it, like, about, between, <clears throat> between about 25 to 35 minutes is usually our ramble time. All right, uh, let's cut through. Um, honestly, I'm gonna, I don't think the news is the most exciting this time. I don't so either. let's cut through a little. Uh, let's try not to drag this one on as much. So uh, what do we have first, man? You got to pull it up. I didn't even pull it up this uh, time. It's uh, candy, not, not <laughs> Yes. Yes. All right. So um, I threw this one in there just because I feel that as uh, as a geek and as a big kid, like I'm, sur- I'm literally in my basement surrounded by my toy collection. Uh, I feel like you're never too old to talk about trick-or-treating. Uh, and I also recently made a comment on, uh, on Facebook, which uh, has been garnered a lot of likes in my town, my community, in that... I don't care if you're five or ninety-five. If you show up to my house with uh, a, a costume, you know, with a costume, you don't have to say trick or treat because some people don't. But if you show up at my house in a costume, five ninety-five, don't give a shit. You're getting candy. Uh, this article we used, we used to do that too with my parents uh, when I was passing out candy. If the parents had a baby, they would get some candy too because it's like you're you're carrying around a little one, man. So <laughs> we would give them some extra candy, or we you know. We struggled with that last year. We weren't sure if we should take Parker out yet or not, and we did not. So this will be his second Halloween. This will be the first one we actually celebrate, like we take him out for. Because uh, last year I was like, man, he's 11 months old. He doesn't get this shit yet. He's almost one, like right, right on the cusp. Uh, so I was like, yeah, we're not going to take him out for trick or treat. This year, though, we got a Spider-Man outfit. We're really looking forward to it. But so the article is about a woman who she lives in a, uh, her words, not mine, an affluent neighborhood, an affluent neighborhood. Rancho Cucamonga, California. All right. Oh, so you did the research. Awesome. I I just happen to know. (laughs) So she, uh, she was pissed off. She's like, hey guys, over the past four years, she wrote this to her community on their Facebook, on like their big town hall, like Facebook page. Hey guys, I've noticed over the last several years, our candy's getting cheap. We're not Montclair. We're not this place. We're not this place. We are Rancho Cucamonga. Rancho Cucamonga. We are an affluent neighborhood, and our candy needs to reflect that. So I don't want to see any Smarties. I don't want to see Dum Dums or Tootsie Rolls. You mean Jolly Ranchers. Yeah. We need to be giving out king-size candy bars. It's fine if you already bought fun size. Just know that you should be giving out six to eight of them. And I thought, oh, my God. If my neighbor like came to my door and was like, hey, man. Um, I saw you giving out, uh, I actually gave out full size last year. It was my first year in my house. So I wanted the kids to like, I really wanted to celebrate being giving candy out for the first time. Right. But if, oh my God, if I was giving out like mini candy bars or I like Smarties and Dum Dums. So, and I, I like ran- Jolly Ranchers and, and Tootsie Rolls. I like those, those sometimes cheaper candies, quote unquote, but yeah, I don't give a shit if they're cheaper, dude. Like, I mean, Smarties there are, are just there sugar are some pills. Ter- there are some terrible candies out there. Oh well, yeah. Are, candy they, corn. I like candy corn too. But. You're fucking wrong. So. <laughs> No, but there are cheaper candy. I mean, there are cheaper candies, but I enjoy them. Like, I don't give a shit. Like, if you give out whatever, like, I'm just right. happy you're giving out. Like, don't give me fucking nickels. That was another thing she she had mentioned in the article too. That if you're if you're, you know, handing out coins, make sure you're at least handing out a quarter. Like, first this, of all, oh can God. we can we not hand out coins? That's that's not what this uh, holiday is about. This holiday is about rotting your teeth with candy. <clears throat> I just I remember I got I used to get handfuls of nickels and I mean it's fine like I'm not trying to be an asshole about it I was like I don't need nickels like I just just say happy Halloween I'm cool with yeah. that like I wouldn't be mad but yeah so uh, you know she's uh she, and then she goes on to say you know how many candy bars you have to give out and I was just like fuck lady if my neighbor told me that God I'd probably go I'd probably get the police called on me I'd go on a fucking rant against them like that one that would grind roosters gears right there that'd be a rooster <laughs> rambling if you know what I mean so oh I couldn't believe that one but yeah so uh fucking we are an affluent neighborhood. 
our candy needs a lot and of it, fish. It's, it's one. It's one thing to go. You know, hey, for Halloween this year, can we? You know, try and be better than other neighborhoods. Can we try and hand out the the king size or full size candy bars? But to just post that and be like, we are, we should do this. We absolutely need to do that. Like that's. I think even saying, you know, hey guys, you know, we should try or like, you know, hey guys, let's give it a shot. I think that's the most disrespectful bullshit ever. It's fuck. You're giving free fucking. What a first world fucking problem, man. Yeah. Oh, our kids are getting free fucking candy. You know, they don't have to worry about water and shit. We need to give the best candy. Man, fuck you. Be fucking happy that kids want to come to your house and trick or treat. Yeah. Because in some areas there, it's fucking dying, man. Like some areas that are losing kids, you know, because families are moving and there's not, they're not growing as fastly. They're just, there's not as much trick or treat. Be fucking happier in an area with trick or treaters, man. Don't be a fucking loser. Enjoy, enjoy the costumes. Enjoy the candy. Enjoy Enjoy the fucking fucking holiday. holiday. Yeah. Oh, man. What else we got in the news, man? What else did I put? I put uh, the fucking news together. I don't know what's next. Disney Plus. Disney. Oh, Disney Plus I'm excited about. So this Disney is, Plus this is looks coming great. Out. This looks so fantastic. Uh, I love it. Oh, man. So November 12th, Disney Plus launches. I already have my membership paid for. So as soon as it goes live, I'm going to be like, yeah. I know. I know <clears> I'm going to be getting a membership as well. It's worth it. Uh, so Disney is going to be doing, uh, it's called Disney Plus. I'm sure you've heard of it. If you haven't, it's Netflix for Disney. Yep. Uh, as their shows clear off other streaming platforms, they're going to move on to their service. It's like seven bucks a month. They're going to have original shows like the Marvel movies are going to have uh, Falcon and Captain America. Oh, I'm uh, sorry, Falcon and Winter Soldier. He, uh, Falcon is Captain America, though. He is. But uh, it's Falcon and Winter Soldier right now. Uh, WandaVision, which is going to be about Wanda and Vision. Vision. You know, Hawkeye. So it's going to get shows like that. It's going to have The Mandalorian, which is going to be about about a bounty hunter in the Star Wars universe that doesn't tie in, but it will be the uh, lead in to the last uh, the Rise of Skywalker, which is really cool. So we're every week for like six or seven weeks leading into Rise of Skywalker. We're going to get a new Star Wars TV series, which I'm fucking all about. I like Rebels. I like uh, fucking Clone Wars. So more Star Wars TV so far has been very pleasant for me. Now, some of the stuff I'm looking forward to is some of the older stuff. Kim Possible, uh, DuckTales. Well, you say older, older stuff that's like 90s, 2000s. Yeah, when they're well, going all I the mean, way back to the fucking 30s. They, they are, but I mean, stuff from like when I was, when we were kids. Like, that's the stuff I'm really looking forward to is the TV shows. Oh, I get what you're saying, that. man. Uh, DuckTales, Darkwing, Darkwing Duck, Goof Darkwing, Troop. Darkwing? Uh, I think Timon and Pumbaa's going to have their show on there, so I'm really excited about that. Hopefully Aladdin and Hercules shows are on there. I looked. I didn't see Aladdin and Hercules on the TV yet, but I think they'll be coming. I believe it. And uh, honestly, I uh, I would like the Mighty Ducks. I don't know if you remember that I show. I do the the crazy alien ducks. That yeah, the alien hockey. ducks that play. Yeah, it was based on the Anaheim Ducks, and they were like, we're gonna make it like the Mighty Ducks, but it was yeah, an alien cartoon. It was fucking awesome. It was great. Um, I don't know if they ever actually ended the series, but if they, yeah, I'd like to see how it ended if they actually ended it, or if it's one of those series that just ended. Right. But being able to introduce Parker to these shows that I grew up with is obviously something really exciting for me. Plus, it's going to have the Disney movies, so I'm going to be able to watch fucking Snow White and Cinderella and Sleeping Beauty. I haven't watched those in years. Right. And now that I have a young child, a two-year-old, like, I mean, I'm sure he's going to be bored compared to some of the animation. But I'm really excited to introduce him and show him, like, hey, man, these are the cartoons. I mean. These are the movies that, like, kind of formed who I am. Right. Well, I don't even know that the animation will bore you because the, the, bore him at least, because when my cousin was two years old, she could almost quote Cinderella. It was her favorite movie, and I mean that was at a that was in the early two thousands. She was born in two thousand one, so around two thousand three, two thousand four, she was able to quote Cinderella word for word. Well, there's also the Disney nostalgia machine. Yeah. So this this 
I imagine servers are going to crash. Oh, I do too. <clears throat> like, there's no fucking way that people don't crash it. Like, they say Netflix crashes when, like, Iron Fist came out. There's no fucking way this doesn't crash. Sorry about that, Commandos. I had to take a call from my little sister. Uh, what was I saying? Oh, just how good Disney Plus is going yeah, to be. Yeah, and how much it's going to crash. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. If Iron Fist would fucking crash their servers, there's no fucking way that this won't crash a server. Like, I don't I care mean, how prepared they are. They yeah, are not Disney's going to prepare. It's not going to be enough. God, it's going to be like fucking all the guys on the wall waiting for Wildlings to come. The winter is coming for Disney right now. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, in other news, I, I, though, I only imagine the IT department is just pulling their hair out at Disney. Just fucking chain smoking right now. Yeah. I mean, I imagine, I know it's not, but I imagine everything's happening in Disney World. Mm-hmm. And there's just like a bunch of guys in the Epcot fucking globe just fucking chain smoking. Like, I don't fuck, we're not fucking ready. We're, Jim. Not, we're, not, we're not ready, man. ready man. We can't do this. And, and you could just have one guy in the background going, Guys, we got this. We're gonna we're gonna do this. And you can just tell he's just beads of sweat just dropping off his face. Oh, like exactly, he doesn't believe man. anything he says. Uh there's also, did you see I put in there, uh you have the chance to win a thousand dollars thanks I to Disney did Plus. I see this. This is cool. Uh you, <clears throat> All you you submit a small video, you you fill out an application and you have a chance to win a small prize package, which includes like a popcorn maker and, and a blanket, and then also $1,000. Yeah, it's from reviews.org. Uh, they want you to tell them about your favorite Disney film uh, through a video application, and then you fill out a uh, an online application as well, and if they like you, they'll pick you, and you have 30 days after Disney Plus launches to watch 30 Disney movies or, or 30 Disney TV shows. That's 30 Disney half-hour shows that you could easily watch in two, three days. Yeah, I was about to go. I mean, like, three large pizzas. I, I, I'd probably just get a couple pizzas and just watch through Darkwing Duck. Yeah. Problem solved. Dumb. You had to have at least 30 episodes. If not, I'll move into Goof Troop. <laughs> <laughs> right. But, I mean, you can also watch the movie, so I can just watch Disney's entire back catalog to my childhood. Right. So I can watch The Rescuers, man. You know, I Oh, my God. We haven't watched this movie in years. So, Rescuers and Rescuers Down Under was a Cody. staple of our childhood. Dude, I'm I'm fucking jacked for Disney Plus. Uh, I'm just I'm excited to watch some of those movies. Like yeah. Noelle actually didn't remember the Rescuers that well. So I that was one of the first ones like as soon as Disney Plus comes out, I'm like, "All right, fucking Rescuers time. Let's do it." Yeah. All right. Uh what else we got in the news? We cut to the end already on that. Uh, uh Deadpool. 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 Keeping his mouth. Merck's keeping a mouth. <laughs> Merck with a mouth, keeping the mouth. So uh, Deadpool writers confirmed that Disney is going to let them continue to play in the Deadpool verse they've created. The R, the rated R universe. The, the R rated sort of, uh, I assume they're going to multiverse it up. Yeah. Especially as they say that Doctor Strange is going to be, you know, Doctor Strange in the multiverse of madness. They're not opposed to the idea of a multiverse. So I have a suspicion that Deadpool is going to be able to cross, maybe not cross planes of existence, but... That's something how they're going to kind of do it. Because I think I'll eat a fucking head if we don't see Deadpool in the regular MCU at some point. At some point. even Especially with them doing um, multiverse, the madness of the multiverse. Um, (laughs) If we don't just see him pop up for a second and go, what the shit? And then pop out. Well, I don't know if that's the movie to do it in, but I do. Like that, that to me is the movie you very well could do it in. And I think if I would, I think you're right there. I think I would take advantage and I would show as Doctor Strange, I would have them do things across the board, like show some of the X-Men, maybe the shitty Fantastic Four movies. But this is definitely, I will be amazed we don't see him in the MCU. Uh, Ryan Reynolds said he's back. Uh, directors are back on board. Writers back on board. So Deadpool 3 is pretty much confirmed. Hopefully yeah. it doesn't take 10 years. Uh, hopefully, because it's the writers of Zombieland 2. 
are said, you know, it took <laughs> 10 years for Zombieland 2 to come out. Well, that's because they wrote Zombieland. It did well. They wrote the Zombieland TV series, which is actually what became the movie. Yeah. Then they went back to the TV series. Then they wrote Deadpool. And then they wrote Deadpool 2. And now they finally got around to Zombieland. Yeah. So they're at least making money. Yeah, that they are. But yeah, so uh, they confirmed Deadpool 3. So that's exciting. Uh, uh, yeah. There's no script at all. I don't even think it started. Nope. But you know what there is a script for? Thor 4. Love Thor and Thunder. 4. So yeah, Taiki Watiti has confirmed that we are going to be getting Thor 4. Uh, the script is started or turned in? I, I didn't actually... I believe it started. Yeah, I think they're working on it. I, I, believe, I, I believe they're getting ready to start filming. Yeah, but he did confirm. Yeah, they're gonna have to be because it's coming out in the next couple of years. Yeah. Uh, so it's gonna not only is it gonna be the first of the Marvel franchise to get a fourth film. Well, that's not really true. Avengers got fourth fucking films. It's the f- first solo franchise. To yeah, get the first solo franchise. Because they said that, and I'm thinking to myself, well, wait a minute, we had Avengers, we had Age of Ultron, we had Infinity War, and then we watched. I just watched the fourth fucking Marvel movie in a series. Yeah. So. The- you're right. There's the fourth solo, the uh, the original Avengers. I'm happy that Chris Hemsworth is sticking around. Yeah. I think, I mean, obviously, Chris Evans is amazing. Robert Downey's amazing. I'd love to see Cap and Iron Man continue their adventures. But I think what they've done with Thor, and honestly, I mean, the Thor movies, I think, are some of the weaker of the Marvel movies. Yeah. They're fun. Thor 1 is, I really enjoy Thor 1. Thor Thor 2 is is very forgettable. Dark World, I very forgettable movie to me, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, Even though it's got some of the best parts for Endgame. Like, that moment with Thor and his mom at Endgame, I fucking cry, dude. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, and then he's like, you know, I'm still worthy. He gets his fucking hand. Oh, my fucking Christ. I loved it. It was fantastic. So, while they sort of retconned Dark World into a much better movie, in a way, she's like, oh, this is happening as well. Uh, Thor, uh, you know, Thor 3 Ragnarok was probably the best of that franchise. Agreed. So, now and we're getting... It was the it was the movie where they, they finally put in some comedy, and one of the best comedy characters... You know, supposedly with Ragnarok, uh, Mark Ruffalo was scared that they were ruining their characters in that movie. He's like, mm. are you sure about this? And they're like, no, trust us. And Ragnarok stands as one of the best of the Marvel films, I think. I, I would agree to that. So Love and Thunder, I think, is going to also be, I think it's going to be up there. Uh, Taika Waititi is coming back to direct, and he confirmed one important detail. One very important detail. We're getting our boy Korg back. Korg! Meaning, we're definitely going to get Meek as well. Right! So uh, I don't know, uh, no no news on New Master 69 yet, but I'm feeling I'm feeling good about Korg coming back. Yeah. He's fucking hilarious. He's got amazing comic timing, and he just he punctuates those scenes, man. He fucking chews it. He's amazing. Right, and he he absolutely steals the scene the minute he's on. It's like you can't you can't. It's a beautiful train wreck that you can't look away from. <laughs> Bye, new Doug. <laughs> God, it's so good. It's so good. Oh, it's so good. So I'm excited about that. See, we have anything? Uh, I think the last real important news bit we have is Netflix is getting boned. Yes, they are. So uh, Netflix has announced that. Uh, th- no, there, there is one more that I, I we wanted to talk about, but you're ruining my thunder, man. I was like rolling on a roll here. I was feeling good about the transition. Thanks, Squigs. Yeah. Thanks, buddy. Uh, now we're not going to talk about it. How does that make you feel? <laughs> Fuck Ori and the Will of the Wisps. Actually, it's going to be a great game. Yeah. Uh, and we're going to talk about that in just a minute. But uh, Netflix is getting, getting boned. boned. So what's happening is they have confirmed with Jeff Smith that they are going to be doing a Bone animated series. Now, Bone was a big comic in the 90s and early 2000s. It lasted, I want to say, 90 to about 2004. So about 14, 15 years. Uh, some of you might remember it. It had uh, Out of Boneville Adventures in the Disney Adventures magazine from the 90s. Uh, it ran from like 95 to 97, I think, in the 
And then uh, they were single issue comics. Also, Bone ran with Image Comics. Uh, normally, it was Cartoon Works, I believe. It was an mm. indie publisher. Uh, but it also ran through Image Comics from issue 21 through 26, 27. So 55 total issues, uh, three epic arts, uh, arcs covering the story of the Bone Cousins. Uh, Bone Bone. Phony Bone. Smiley Bone. And then for like Phonacious P-Bone or something like that. Well, that's that's Phony Bone. No, it's Phone Bone, Phony Bone, and uh, Smiley Bone. Bone Bone's one of them. He's got an F. Oh, okay. Like, man, I know my bones. I, I don't. I, I was You got a bone to pick over here. I don't got a bone to pick. He's got a bone to pick. No, uh I I never read I never really read Bone. Uh I was always on the outskirts because I read Disney Adventures magazine. So I knew the characters of Bone. I was kind of familiar with what's happening. So I was always kind of familiar with Bone. I knew it happened. And then as a fan of comic books, of course, I'm like, oh, you know, like I know the omnibuses come out and there's three collections. Like I said, it's like there's three epic journeys or three epic arcs that yeah. it takes place. Uh, they get kicked out of Boneville at the very beginning, which is like their home because like Phanacious P decides he's going to try to fucking run this. He, he runs a scam to try to become mayor of Boneville and they all get kicked out. Right. Uh, Smiley Bones kind of go lucky. Uh, phone bones kind of simple and like kind of it's, it's a great great series i'm really excited for the fact that netflix is getting it i think it's going to do well as an animated it's something that's very popular with a lot of people and i think like as a comic shop uh when i was a clerk people would come in all the time and be like hey man do you have any bone issues which we unfortunately didn't really have any at the shop i worked at but we were always able to order the trade papers and you know speaking of the trade papers i got a really good idea yeah let's do a uh, chrome commando book club you know i like that so and why don't we start it with bone with bone? I've never read bone. You said you've only read a little bit. Yeah, I've only been on the outskirts and I haven't. I've never fucking read it start to finish. So here's what we're going to do. Commandos with bone. We are going to find the best version of the trade paperback. I think the first one and we are going to uh, we'll post a link. Anyone that's interested can buy it. Uh, then we'll do either a Google Hangout or we'll do a Facebook thread. We'll do something. We'll start announcing more and more what we're going to do. Maybe we'll give away a copy or two. Um, and then Facebook we'll, live feed or something. Yeah, maybe a Facebook live be fun. And what we'll do is we will give a, uh, we will, we'll talk about bone. We'll talk. We'll about read bone. through it. We'll say what we really liked, what we didn't like. Do we think it holds up? Do we think it deserves the hype that it has? And we'll do this sometime in January. I think that'll give everyone a couple months to pick it up. Uh, it'll give something to look forward to for after the holidays. So as I always like to joke around, like if you need a reason to live, that's the new one. <laughs> yeah. Like Scarlet Witch is right now for some people. Maybe bone could be yours. Or Scarlet Witch and Bone. I don't know. Mm -hmm. So what we'll do is, uh, like I said, we'll find a good copy. Uh, we'll post a link that you can buy one at probably Amazon. No, not a sponsor, but feel free to call us. It wouldn't be great if Amazon fucking called us to sponsor. I would love Amazon to sponsor us. That would be amazing. And we will talk about, and uh, we'll talk about Bone. Uh, we'll get boned as well. We'll get boned. Crowing Commandos get boned. <laughs> Um, and then the one I tried to forget about was Ori and the Will of the Wisps. Uh, nothing too crazy to report on that. They did announce it's going to be coming out February 20th, which is cool. That's my birthday weekend. Ori is a very, I want to, uh, it's a Castlevania kind of game. It's a, it's a side scroller. Yeah. What do they call them? Metroidvanias. Yeah. So it's that old like SNES, uh, Nintendo entertainment, uh, side, side scrolling, a 2d, uh, platformer. It's got some very challenging moments to it. At least the first one did Ori in the Blind Forest, which is an amazingly gorgeous indie game. Uh, the, the colors just pop. The soundtrack's beautiful. I mean, I, I remember sitting watching you play this game because I just didn't have the time, but sitting watching you play for a couple hours. I would say, and then be like forcing yourself to put it down so you, you could go to bed to be ready for work the next day. Yeah, I actually, I just played through it again earlier this year. Uh, for some reason, I picked it back up and I was like, oh, I'm going to play through Ori again. 
And it's it's a fucking gorgeous game, Commandos. It's beautiful, it's vibrant, it's crisp, and it's only going to get better with the uh, Ori and the Will of the Wisps uh, February 20th on Xbox One. Uh, it's an exclusive now. I suspect it'll come out for other platforms later, but right now it's going to be an exclusive. Right. So, all right, and uh, did I miss anything? Is that the end of the news? I think that's the end of the news. So, I don't think we missed anything at this point. I will say, the last episode we had a discussion topic that I don't feel we did justice to. Um, so I'm not a hundred, I'm not as sad about losing that episode as I think I could be. Agreed. Um, I mean, I hate the fact I'm going to have to fucking edit another or, well, I didn't edit anything, so I guess I'm not that mad, but I am, you know, we had to record another one, which we weren't prepared to do. And some of this stuff, it's like, well, let's rehash and see if we can make the jokes work again. <laughs> Netflix is boned. <laughs> still works. <laughs> it is still funny. <laughs> Uh, but so I didn't talk to you about changing the discussion topic. I do not. I don't think we should keep with uh, why do we like horror movies so much? Right. Um, I'm a horror movie fan. You are not. I am not. But we did. We just butchered the topic, I think. I agree. So as such, I, uh, I have a, a proposal for a new discussion topic, which if you like it, we'll work it. If not, we'll just uh, talk about some random shit we run into. So without him hauling around it as much uh, expansions. DLC and expansions, uh, okay. board games, video games, whatever. Okay. You have opinions? I have opinion. I have a lot of fucking opinions. Uh, let's start with the DLC. I hate I hate DLC. Uh, I love the old games where you could go in and actually earn everything. Um, I mean, Spider-Man on PS4 was probably one of the first games to really bring that back, that you could go in and unlock everything. Well, they had DLC. I, I know they did, but they... they started with like all the all the extra costumes and stuff you actually could go in and earn i respectfully disagree to an extent yeah um i hate day one dlc yeah um i hate the fact that they put a bunch of time and effort into dlc that i can get the first day of uh, a download of a game uh and it's only because like i love the game I'm always, I have in my head, I'm like, well, you were working on this with this? Well, it go and it goes back to what you were saying earlier. You don't want to play the game with all the expansions without knowing the game. Well, I mean, a video game is very different in that aspect. It I is, think, like, DLC doesn't tend to be, like, you know, Borderlands. I didn't go straight from fucking, I don't know, like, the beginning of Borderlands all the way out to, like, fucking the armory of General Knox. You know what I mean? And I don't think you can. I don't remember. I bought that afterwards, so I don't. Right. I don't mind if you keep if you bring me DLC a couple months after a video game came out. I don't mind that. Uh, Red Dead Redemption. People are like, oh, we're starting to see zombies and shit in the wild. So if they bring uh, Red Dead Redemption Two, they bring zombies into it. I'm all about that now. Undead Nightmare was fucking amazing. It was great. I mean, I had to buy a second game disc for that fucking thing. Uh, and I don't, I don't mind that as DLC. Right. I don't like. I'll tell you what. I fucking really hated. Uh, when I played Batman Arkham City, I was living in Illinois at the time when it came out. I bought Arkham City, and I had to... I put my game disc in, and I had to fucking download the Catwoman DLC. It was free, but to play the Catwoman fucking missions, I had to fucking download it. They didn't put it on the fucking disc. Yeah. I was Why? Why the fuck? It was free. And like, it's an integral part of the game. Yeah, I mean, you can play the game without it. You just didn't have to do the Catwoman. But it's like, why? Like, I didn't mind the fact that Robin came out later. But, like, the fucking day one, I'm like, I'm going to play this fucking game. It's going to be awesome. I'm like, why the fuck am I waiting an hour to download the Catwoman DLC? Fucking the Catwoman's not even that fucking game that early. So I was uh-huh. like, what the shit, man? So I was pissed off about that. Uh, I don't like when I buy a game and I'm like, oh, I don't like. Same way I don't mind maps. Uh, I used to play Halo a lot. I will happily buy your map packs. I So I don't mind that. I don't want you to have a new map pack out day one. Right. Uh, give me a month. Give me a month before map packs come out. 
Like, that's how I feel about DLC in or that even aspect. Like Mortal Kombat. Give me a month before you give me new characters. And I don't like DLC that doesn't really add... I don't mind DLC that, like, you know, is fun for the game. Like, you can download a shitload of money in Grand Theft Auto V. I'm never going to do that. I'm never going to pay $80 to get a gajillion dollars in Grand Theft Auto V. Right. Some people might want to do that, and that's fine. Uh, same way, I'm probably never going to buy skins for my horse. Uh, I, it's just not what I want to do. Um, I'm okay with those kind of microtransactions and that kind of DLC if that's what you're into. I want my DLC to be, and I don't mind if that's day one DLC. Like, if you're like, hey man, if you want to buy a fight, if you want to just pay to play and you get a whole bunch of money in Grand Theft Auto, fucking rock in and buy the credit card. Um, I don't want you to fucking say, hey man, look at all this other cool shit you can do in this game that just came out today. And I understand the thought behind it. Like, they finished the game and, you know, the, while they were cleaning that up, the development team went back and started working on the DLC. I, I understand that as something that happens. God, does it piss me off? Um, same way with board game expansions. There are, again, I understand it's all about the price point at this point. Like board game, like how much, what are my components and things like that? I get, I, and I don't mind like a Kickstarter where like, hey man, we got an idea for an expansion. You want to buy this expansion? Now, I just talked about it earlier. I buy expansions all the time for mm -hmm. games I haven't played. I don't mind that because I'm like, well, you know, it's a great deal. I'll let me get it all now. Get the deluxified edition or the copies and I'll have all that shit. Like Dinosaur Island, I didn't buy the expansion for yet. And when I buy the expansion, it's not going to be as nice as my regular one because I didn't I didn't get in on the Kickstarter for uh, fucking uh, Dinosaur Island Liquid. Right. The fucking so I've got a fucking like secondary market that shit. But it's like, well, you have this game and it just came out. Why does it already have a, a board game expansion to it? So with that, you know, it's like it's just so annoying. Like uh, video game wise, I don't again, if this is something that comes out months later, uh, you know, maybe I forgot about the game, but maybe it brings my interest back to the game. Right. Uh, Borderlands was a case in that. I didn't play it, but Borderlands 2 just had a big uh, a big DLC that set up the story for Borderlands 3 that you could play through. Um, I didn't play it just because I don't have the time right now with a child. Right. <laughs> Part keeps me busy. But I'm like, I don't mind that. Like, that came out years later. Yeah. Like, shit, man. Borderlands 2 came out like six or seven years ago. So I'm like, oh, cool. They're still putting it out. Same way. I don't mind if you put out an expansion for a board game like m forever later like maybe it'll bring that game back to the table uh letters from Whitechapel is a great example they got an expansion years after the fucking game came out um and it had a little bit of things for jack and some things for the uh for the investigators and so like it helped balance it was a way to help balance the game a little bit because if you play with a good jack you get you fucking you're gonna get smoked oh yeah so it was a way to help balance it out where it's like oh jack has to go to this kind of hideout or jack does this and it was it was a really interesting expansion I, we haven't been able to play with them as much yet but it's a cool expansion to have for it, I think. Or like Mansions of Madness, where every, you know, at least once a year, they're coming out with some new new uh, variant levels to, to play through. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, the first Mansions of Madness, uh, the second edition expansions were actually uh, bringing the first edition stuff into the second edition. Yeah. So they were like, hey, man, beyond the threshold, now you can use these expansion packs, and now you can do this. And then they started with new expansions. So I appreciated that a lot. And it was like, they weren't adding all the shit to the game where I'm like, like, you know, it's like, oh, well, I would have to spend this much money. And I think I run into that with video games. I forget how much money it costs to create something. Yeah. Like a board game, I'm getting a physical copy. I'm getting plastic chits or I'm getting tokens or players or meeples or whatever. Like video games, it's like, well, why'd you put all this DLC in the game I can get today when I want to, I, I, I just bought the game. Why do I have to buy more shit for this game that I just bought? Right. So, and maybe there's something to that, but I, I do not like, 
There's I don't definitely like day something one. to having a a physical um something physical in your hand when you buy it. Well, I think just seeing the components itself, like yeah. you know, like how much space is shit taking up on my Xbox's memory? You know, my Switch's memory is just full of you know, it's all digital, like fucking just numbers. Like, like it's in the cloud. I don't, I don't know how fucking much space. I don't. If I don't want it, I can just delete it and re-download it later if I want to play it later. Yeah. So it's. I mean, it's really easy to forget the cost there, but. I mean, that is, like I said, that's my thing, though. I don't like day one DLC. I mean, I know it's great that that first day you're going to get, oh, here's all this cool new shit to play. And, you know, I i don't beat a game in the first day, so I don't want to use that DLC. I want to play that core game and then go through. Um, I also don't do a lot of microtransactions. So, like, I, I'm not a loot box guy. I don't play Overwatch. I don't play fucking Fortnite. I don't play uh, Star Wars Battlefront for like, reasons like that. I don't want to pay to play the games. Right. So, like, it's not, I'm not against DLC in general. I'll buy it if it's got shit I want. Uh, I bought the Spider-Man uh, for the PS4, I bought the Season Pass. Got the Collector's Edition, so I'd get everything that comes with it. But, you know, and same with Red Dead Redemption. I'm like, give me everything. Halo, hey, man, you want to buy map packs for the next six years? Yeah, yeah, let's do that. I want that. Oh, give me that, please. Yeah, I, I mean, I just, I like, like, the old, old school games where, like, like, Kingdom Hearts was a pretty good example of, there was so much shit you could you'd have to go find you had to go hunt down you had to go track every little dalmatian like there was so much to do in that game because it was all in game and you it, it was damn near impossible to get 100% on that game because there was so much to do and i don't think i don't think dlc takes away from that though too like dlc that takes away is content that you need to really enjoy like oh you want this fucking rocket launcher fuck you buddy yeah like i don't think that like i and i do think there's a place for it like for me dlc is i like when you get it and it expands the game and it's a new mission it's a new world it's a new something uh i played a child of light is a game i just absolutely adored it's this beautiful little uh jrpg kind of style game uh it's got a really unique like uh character system i think it's a fucking beautiful game and when you're playing it, what ha- uh, there was a DLC for a rock monster. It was like five bucks. <clears throat> and it adds it into the game. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's like, oh, like now midway through the game, you can find this rock monster. Buying that DLC later, like, it's just, oh, I beat the game. I'm not going back and replaying it in that aspect. Like, there's no real new game plus mode. So not having that new game plus mode, it's like I kind of lost out on using that character. Whereas if they were like, hey, here's some new missions, some new levels... I would I, I wouldn't have felt like I lost out using that character because I do feel right. like I I feel like I microtransactioned it and I wasted five bucks on a character that I'm never gonna like as much as I love that game I mean I've and I guess I've played through it so I haven't gotten my money's worth out of the guy but I don't know like for the game itself like the first playthrough it's like oh that was kind of a fucking waste so there's that but I just it's it's day one that really bugs me and like I said some people argue that hey here's more content you get I always think to myself I just bought this game right. Like, I know you printed the disc forever ago. Uh, I mean, it's just like day one patches. That's really annoying. I don't want you to send me an incomplete game. Uh, Batman with Catwoman is fucking infuriating to me. Like, is it DLC or is it a patch? However you want to look at it, it's fucking horse shit. Yep. Which you have to pay for Catwoman if you bought it on the secondary market. I th- if I remember correctly, I think I had a code I had to put in to get Catwoman. Yeah. So if I had a code to put get in for Catwoman, that means if I bought that game from GameStop, I didn't get Catwoman to start with. And that's fucking bullshit. So I was like, that's kind of horse shitty. Um, I don't give a shit. I never played as Robin in Arkham City. I never went back to fucking play that bullshit. Like I played Arkham City. I beat it. I loved it. 
Uh, I was like, yeah, okay, I'm done. But like Borderlands, I went back, I played everything. Like yeah. I was like, fucking yeah, I want to go to General Knox's. What that? There's a spooky mansion. Fuck yeah, we're going to spooky mansion time. I'm all about that shit. So, but day one DLC just, it, yeah, man, it fucking yeah. frustrates me. It really does. And I can see that. And I, I mean, it does me too. I just, I can't. I want, I want to. When I get a game, I want to play the game. I don't want to have to wait. I, I hate that. That's another thing too. I hate the the hour and a half to two hour download for the game. You know, that doesn't bug me as much. I wish... It bu- it, it only bugs me because I'm very much... When I get the game, I want to play that game. I don't want to have to wait to play the game because now I have to, you know, download it. I get what you're saying there. I, I definitely get that. I hate... Like, if I'm waiting for a game to come out, I'm like, ah, and I get home, like, day one. And it's been a while since that's happened, but then I'm like, all right, now I'm going to download the game. and All right, I'm going to wait three hours. Like, Spider-Man was that. I was like... I pre-ordered that game as soon as they announced it. Right. Like, as with Spider-Man, I wish I could have got a code and, like, you know, downloaded it. Like, Halo did that with Halo 5. I was able to pick up my collection of Halo 5 a week fucking early and download the game so that at midnight, uh, when Halo 5 came out, I was able to fucking play. And, man, did I fucking do that, actually. I believe it. Uh, I mean, Halo's my favorite fucking games, so. Oh, man. So, I dig that. I dig exactly what you're saying there, but it doesn't bug me as much. I'm not nearly as much, but yeah, it does. It does bug me that, you know, I, and I understand you, you have to get the game on, but I mean, you go back and play on like the PS2 and you would just turn the game on and boom game. Yeah. But I mean, like if you think about it, like we don't have graphics that look so good and we don't have online and we don't have like what's happening is that's that's another thing. I don't care so much about online gaming right away. Give me a good story mode. Let me get to an online thing a month later don't i don't necessarily need the online game i mean for a game like fortnite sure but i i don't i don't necessarily need online gaming for batman arkham city which they had i don't need that right away did that i don't remember i i definitely dig what you're saying there uh, a game like titanfall really bugged me because i really wanted to play titanfall and i enjoyed titanfall when i played it but i uh, the only play to play the campaign was to play it online like, it was, like, multiplayer matches. Mm-hmm. Like, the entire game was multiplayer. So, Titanfall 2, they fixed that, but I was like, oh, that's kind of disappointing. And the same with, like, Overwatch. Um, I want to play Overwatch. I really do. Um, I have never played it because I don't have the time to put into first-person shooters anymore. Yeah. I just, I don't. I have a kid. I, I have a fucking career. I just, and it's not that, you know, I'm looking down on people that have the time. I wish I did. I really fucking do. It looks fun as shit. Yeah. But I just, I don't have the fucking time to put into something like that. So I'm like, all right, well, no single player, so no no Chuck gets to play. No rooster time. And it's disappointing. I mean, it feels the same way when I load up Halo. Like, I play Halo, and I get my ass fucking kicked anymore. Yeah. So I'm fucking, I'm not, I'm not up to date on my skills like I used to be. <laughs> oh, but God, do I remember the good old days. Yeah, so. and I and I, I get that too. And I, but it's, and I, we've talked about this before. I'm terrible at video games. So for me yes. to play online, I'm just literally going in and getting my ass handed to me. It, there, there's no point for me to play online because I am just going to get my ass kicked. God, a couple weeks ago I was playing with Sarge and we were playing uh, Super Smash Brothers. We were playing and I was like, you know what, I'm going to go online. He's like, what? I was like, yeah, let's go online and play somebody. He's like, what? What? We got fucking, oh, uh, we got our asses kicked. And I felt bad because I don't think he had as much fun. Like, I had a great song. He's like, I just wanted to see the online mode for Super Smash Brothers. Right. But uh, it reminds me, I'm like, there are people out there that fucking take their shit serious. Yeah. And Eric, I think, is one of them, man. He, um, like, he's like, oh, I'm not ready. I don't have the skill set. I'm like, fuck okay, it. What's the worst that happens? We're just playing some games, man. It's not like we're in a fucking championship. And right. he was not feeling it. So some people really take that shit a lot serious about, like, their abilities and their skill sets a lot more serious than I do. Yeah. <laughs> so with that, 
I think we're ready for our uh, quote of the week. Well, I think, you know, you do the quote of the week at the very end. Like, I think we uh, go through, you know, make sure you give us a five-star rating because I'm sure you loved us. Search for us on uh, Call of the Crow on Apple to iTunes. Obviously, you've already found it. Crow uh, Commandos on Facebook. You can find us there. Crow and Commando Rooster on Instagram. You'll see a lot of pictures of my beautiful family. Ah. Uh, you can also reach out to us at crowandcommandos.rooster at gmail.com. That should be in the show notes, but that's a good way to get a hold of us. Uh, send us an email. Let us know, hey, I really dug this. Or reach out to us because maybe you have a cool news tip or some idea that you want to share with us. Um, yeah, and just feel free to interact with us. We really like interacting with our fans. Uh, this is getting really good pos- really good feedback so far. People have really enjoyed what we have and what we're doing here. And we're hoping that we're brightening your day uh, a little bit at the very least. At the very least. And like he said, we we are absolutely, we love hearing from you guys. And if, if something we're doing that you don't care for let us know maybe we can fix it maybe it's something we can we can look into it's the only way to help us grow absolutely and with that i'll give us the quote of the week uh this week's quote uh, i think it uh i tied it a little bit to dnd uh so i found a amy poehler uh one of my favorite actresses and she gave a commencement speech at harvard and this speech uh included the sentence find a group of people who challenge and inspire you spend a lot of time with them and it will change your life and it most assuredly will change your life. If you find that right group of friends, that right group that not only push you beyond your limits, but you help push them beyond theirs. Right. You will uh, You will go far. And I, I honestly feel <clears throat> you and I have done that for each other several different times. Uh, Warrior Dash is a great example. <laughs> Bow to your sensei. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but yeah, I mean, you, you find good people. You find good people that are going to push you to be a better you. Nothing, I mean... Only good is going to come of that. Definitely. If you find people that challenge what you think, then you're going to grow. Like, that's as as simple as that. Like, maybe they have a different way to think, or maybe they have a different way to look at the world. But those people are really going to help you grow. Maybe they're going to help you grow from being a dumb barbarian to a paladin. Who knows? But I recommend playing with those people, enjoying those people, and bringing them into your family. Absolutely. And with that, Commandos, this is Rooster. And Squiggles. Signing out. See ya. Doobity 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 doo. This is the outro song. The intro song was made by Nathan Caduceus Bradley, and that outro was sung by yours truly, Brewster. Thanks, everybody. Have a fantastic week.